And I'd like to welcome you all to the Department of Defense's Bloggers Roundtable for Monday, March 18th, 2013. My name is William Selby with the Office of the Secretary of Defense Public Affairs, and I'll be moderating the call. Today we are honored to have Dr. Jonathan Woodson and Charles E. Millam, uh, both of which will be discussing the uh, Healthy Base Initiative. Uh, with that, I'm going to go through some rules for everybody on the line. If you're not asking a question, we please ask that you have your phone on mute. Uh, please remember to clearly state your name and your blog or organization in advance of your question and respect our guest time, keeping questions succinct and to the point. Uh, with that, Dr. Woodson and Mr. Millam, if you have any opening statements, uh, the floor is yours. Uh, before we get started, okay, sorry, be it's me, hello. Before we get started, I just want to, uh, for our caller's sake, make sure that we understand that Desde Milam is pronounced Milam. Milam. Yes, thank you. And with that, I'll turn the floor over to Dr. Woodson. Good morning, everyone, and thanks so much uh, for taking this call. Uh, we're pretty excited about being here today. Uh, to announce the launch of Operation Live Well and an important demonstration project, the Healthy Base Initiative, that's going to be vital to our efforts to improve the health and well-being of our force. Um, as you know, uh, readiness has always been an issue for the uh, military, and uh, in modern times it's challenging um, as the health of the country experiences uh, certain challenges with obesity and tobacco use. I'm going to spend a few minutes uh, telling you a bit about Operation Live Well, and then Mr. Milam is going to provide you with details about the Healthy Base Initiative. Operation Live Well, at its core, is about educating our military community about the resources and tools available to our people that can help them sustain and improve their health uh, over time. It's about changing their behaviors uh, and promoting healthy lifestyles. And just to put this in context, uh, in medicine, you know, um, in general, uh, we've been challenged with moving from uh, being a disease-oriented um, treatment uh, profession to one of building health in the people that we serve, and we take this seriously within uh, the military health system. Our quadruple aim in the military health system uh, puts readiness at the core. Uh, but improving the population, uh, the health of the population we serve as being very important and improving the experience of all of our people in the health system uh, as essential. Uh, from that, uh, we estimate that if we can prevent disease, we can certainly control costs. So this is uh, essential to um, being successful in the long run. But also, uh, we understand that in order to get there, that is to improve the health of uh, the population, we need to make sure that we can influence what they do in the so-called white space. So if you take a typical patient uh, who comes in dutifully to see their doctor, even if they've got a chronic disease, they may see them 100 minutes a year, but there are 525,000 other minutes in the year uh, in which uh, we need to influence the choices they make that influence their health outcomes. And that's what Operation Live Well is essentially about. It's about building environments in which uh, we create permissive environments for people to make healthy choices. So therefore, we're, in tar uh, we're targeting the entire military community, active duty and reserve component members, military children, spouses, retirees, Department of Defense civilians, uh, more than 10 million individuals we have responsibility for. 
Operation Live Well is aligned with the overall U.S. Uh, national prevention and health promotion strategy. This, uh, as you may know, um, aims to move the nation away from a health care system focused on sickness and disease to one focused on wealth, wellness and prevention. It gets back to that issue that we're talking about, improving the health of the population and moving into the white space. It has four strategic directions, uh, that is building healthy and safe uh, community environments. And remember, uh, one of the things in prevention of injury and disease is to make sure that uh, our people um, uh, not only um, uh, uh, eat well and participate in uh, healthy uh, nutrition, but also that they are schooled uh, appropriately about uh, prevention of injury and risky behavior. So this is very important in terms of building uh, healthy and safe communities. Also, it's about expanding the quality of preventive services, uh, empowering our people to make healthy choices, and eliminating health disparities. It's very important uh, that we focus on empowering people, giving them the tools uh, that will allow them to make the right choices. We have taken the national strategy, which we've helped to develop and tailored it to our unique military uh, communities uh, and environments. Uh, we start with an advantage, of course, in the Department of Defense. Our readiness mission has always been essential to us and continues to be very important for us going into the future. However, you know, we do have certain challenges. Uh, uh, we do uh, have to pay attention to the fitness of our people, uh, and uh, we have a lot of work to do. Uh, we understand that uh, the military communities are a microcosm of broader um, American society, and as a result, uh, there are some issues with uh, uh, poor nutritional choices, sedentary lifestyles, increase in weight, um, development of diabetes, uh, and the like. Uh, and so, for example, uh, you know, our service members uh, are also using tobacco products at a higher rate than their civilian peers. And this, of course, is something we need to focus on with uh, great intensity uh, to prevent disease um, and uh, deaths uh, down the road. Being overweight or obese is one of the leading reasons for early discharges from the active duty force. And, of course, this has cost implications and readiness implications. And in the later years, uh, you know, our retirees um, uh, uh, sustain rates of obesity that are actually higher than their um, uh, civilian uh, cohorts. And so uh, we are very interested, of course, in making sure that our people live long, productive, uh, quality lives. And so we need to address these issues up front, prevent diabetes, prevent arthritis, prevent hypertension and the like, uh, all of the effects of diabetes. And we estimate that it costs us about $1.4 billion to treat the complications of obesity. We intend to employ every tool in our arsenal to improve individual resiliency, raise awareness of the simple steps that our communities can take to improve their health, and then track these changes, measure them to see which best practices work, which we need to modify, which we need to intensify. Teams of experts are moving throughout our services and the Department of Defense to evaluate programs that are already in place and modifying commercial programs that our military communities need. A good example of one of these programs is Go for Green, a DOD-approved traffic light food identification program to assist individuals in identifying nutritional value in food choices. 
And this is very important. Again, um, as a society, uh, we look for uh, the, the quick uh, meal. We're very busy. Uh, we live complicated lives. And so we need to give our people the tools to uh, identify healthy choices, and we need to encourage those um, institutions and, uh, uh, and uh, services, uh, uh, restaurants that work with us uh, to provide healthy choices. Uh, we will be implementing uh, programs in commissaries, dining facilities uh, with the Healthy Base Initiatives. Uh, and in addition, uh, we're going to um, uh, highlight uh, our tobacco secession programs uh, uh, through uh, the Quit Tobacco, Make Everyone Proud, Proud campaign that offers a number of options for our military uh, personnel to uh, stop smoking. Central to Operation Live Well is an approach uh, that understands that changing lifestyle is not something that the medical community can achieve alone. Mm -hmm. It requires leadership at all levels. It requires a community-wide effort involving our commanders, our health and fitness centers, our dining facilities, our child care policies, our commissaries, family, friends, and most importantly, the individual who's empowered to make these choices. The Healthy Base Initiative is one step in this path a community-wide approach to health and wellness. And so I'm honored to introduce to you a friend and colleague, Mr. Charles uh, Milam, who is the Acting Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Military Community and Family Policies, who's going to tell you more about this initiative. Chuck? Great. Thank you, Dr. Woodson, and uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, we're pleased to launch an exciting demonstration project known as the Healthy Base Initiative. Uh, some of you may know this customized local approach in support of Operation LiveWell has been in the planning for quite some time. Over the course of the past nine months or so, we've been working with the military services, interagency subject matter experts, private industry, the nonprofit sector, and academia to develop this multidisciplinary approach. The ultimate objective of the Healthy Base Initiative is to improve the health and wellness of service members and their families by reducing obesity and decreasing tobacco use. Our vision of success in an installation that provides an environment that makes healthy choices, the easy choice, is a place that encourages nutrition, active lifestyles, and tobacco-free living. How this is done is really at the heart of this demonstration project. Teams will be looking at and measuring the effectiveness of initiatives that support both individual behavior change and how we change the environment to improve nutritional choices, increase physical activity, and decrease tobacco use. We will be looking at evidence-based initiatives and promising practices across the Department of Defense, the federal government, state governments, and the nonprofit and private sector. These initiatives will be tested and evaluated for effectiveness and return on investment. Initially, we're going to 11 installations and two defense activities, so that's 13 sites in all, uh, two installations from each service and one each from the Coast Guard, National Guard, and Reserves. These sites were, among others, nominated by the respective services and components. Selection followed a review that considered diversity in ge geography, mission, personnel, and resources. In addition, we considered dining facilities, fitness facilities, and other infrastructure necessary to support innovation. And the key to all of these considerations was leadership that is committed to an active and healthy lifestyle. The installations selected for participation in this demonstration project are for the Army, Fort Bragg, North Carolina, and Fort Seal, Oklahoma, for the Navy, Joint Base Pearl Harbor, Hickam, Hawaii, and Sub Base New London, Connecticut, 
for the Air Force, Mountain Home Air Force Base in Idaho, and Yokota Air Base in Japan. For the Marine Corps, the bases are the Marine Corps Air Ground Combat Center, Marine Air Ground Task Force Training Command, 29 Palms, California, and Marine Corps Base, Quantico, Virginia. The U.S. Coast Guard Air Station Cape Cod in Massachusetts is participating on behalf of the Coast Guard. March Air Reserve Base, California is participating on behalf of the Reserve Component, and Camp Dodge, Iowa is participating on behalf of the National Guard. The two agency participants are the Defense Logistics Agency, Fort Belvoir, Virginia, and the Defense Health Headquarters in Falls Church, Virginia. I'd like to thank all these installations and the respective commands and staffs who expressed interest in participating in the Healthy Base Initiative. We know that the health and wellness of your service members, civilians, and their families are important to you. And we sincerely believe that the demonstration project will benefit all military communities. We encourage you to continue with great things you currently already have underway. This demonstration project is designed to identify effective ways to improve the overall health and wellness of service members and their families. Specific efforts will be focused on making informed nutritional food choices, increased physical activity, weight management, and tobacco cessation. Many of the services and installations' long-standing programs will be evaluated for effectiveness and return on investment. Best and promising practices across the participants will be shared throughout DOD. The Healthy Base Initiative Project Team will work with the representatives from each installation as well as subject matter experts in metric development, assessment, and selection of initiatives appropriate to that location. Primary and secondary outcomes will be measured to determine the effectiveness of the initiative in improving nutritional choices, increasing physical activity, reducing obesity, and decreasing tobacco use. This is a cost-neutral demonstration project for Operation LiveWell aimed at increasing the health and wellness of the force, including family members. It's also important to note that we are not building new programs. Let me say that again. We are not building new programs. What we are doing is investing in time. We are looking to create an environment and installations to help people get well, relieve stress, eat better, and exercise more. We're asking our commanders to invest in their service and family members by allowing them to work on improving their health and fitness. This is not a top-down initiative. The Healthy Base Initiative can only be successful if everyone participates. Everyone has a role to play in improving the health, health of our bases, from the commanding officers and NCOs to the line cooks at the dining facilities, from spouses to children, from military partners to individual service members. Everyone who is at an installation can be a leader, can set an example, can recruit others to do the same. Our initial assessment visits will take place this spring with the first implementation of initiatives taking place this summer. Assessments and evaluations will take place throughout the year. Before I close and open this meeting for discussion, I want to point out that uh, the Defense Department, the services, the National Guard, the Reserves, and the Coast Guard have all developed programs to improve nutritional choices, increase physical activity, and decrease tobacco use. We believe that this demonstration project will bring an important return on investment. Operation Live Well will refocus existing efforts into an umbrella program. The Healthy Base Initiative will make it easier to find and select proven health programs, sort out the best information, and find the best tools that will help our military community adopt a healthy lifestyle. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much, sir. Okay, so okay. we'll go uh, in order of everybody that joined the call. That's how you'll be asking a question, uh, the order that you'll be asking the question. So Patricia from Military Times, you were first on the line.
you have a question? Um, I do. I think my first question would be, um, what is the uh, preliminary or basic budget for this initiative? And uh, followed up by when you say you're going to implement some of the initiatives this summer, you must have some tangible programs in mind that you are going to roll out this summer. Can you, be, can you offer us some specifics of what exactly this would mean for um, these bases involved? Uh, thanks very much for that question. I'm going to let uh, uh, Mr. Milam uh, talk about the uh, metrics uh, that will be uh, assessed. But just let me say this, um, that uh, Operation Live Well, um, the key, uh, one of the key operative words here is uh, that it's an umbrella program. There were many initiatives that were uh, being carried out in silos, but because they were not connected with other initiatives, they were clearly not as effective as they could be. Bringing uh, many of these initiatives, existing initiatives under an umbrella for sustained effect with invested leadership is very important to creating uh, modern environments uh, that address uh, the wellness of our uh, force holistically, and that's really what's important. Uh, it's about bringing everything together, making it integrated, uh, trying to influence what happens in that uh, white space. So to your uh, question about budget, um, the whole idea is to make uh, this uh, not costly, uh, not require a new infusion of funds, uh, but to link the programs more effectively so that they have uh, greater um, uh, effectiveness uh, when tied together. Um, if you think about um, uh, an analogy of, let's say, uh, eco-friendly uh, buildings and environment, it's about linking best practices relative to the environment and uh, uh, conservation of energy. Uh, here we're linking best practices uh, as it relates to health, uh, whether or not it's uh, uh, permissive environments for exercise, uh, permissive environments for choosing healthy uh, nutritional choices, uh, um, uh, wellness programs, uh, resiliency programs, uh, relaxation programs, et cetera, all leading to uh, a, a fit force and fit communities. So I'll let Mr. Milam now talk about uh, metrics. Sure. The, the only thing I would add is that um, from a cost standpoint, this will be cost neutral to uh, the installations. Uh, there will be some travel involved from you know, DOD and uh, very small teams going out and helping these installations uh, prepare for the launch uh, this summer. And the focus really is uh, taking the existing infrastructure that they have, many of the programs that we already have ongoing in the DOD. Ms. Uh, Dr. Woodson had mentioned uh, the Go for Grain program that the Army started uh, in labeling, you know, foods with color-coded systems. Uh, they've had great success with that. So we'll take a look at that program and just, you know, put it under a, a model of, uh, you know, measuring it to see how well it does. Uh, and there's many other programs out there that we just plan to bring to the installation commander and provide that to them in their toolbox of things to, to be able to use. Um, and the idea here, of course, is to really determine uh, which one of these programs work, you know, what, what levers we have to pull and push to really move the needle. And that's the key here is uh, at the end of this demonstration project, you know, that we have some, uh, some outcomes, you know, that we can take, we can package, and we can uh, deploy them across the DOD. 
Uh, I would invite all of you, um, as you're writing your articles and doing background work, uh, to look at a number of articles that have been uh, published recently in a number of the medical journals relative to uh, uh, what's wrong with the, uh, uh, with the American medical system, how it's so costly but has um, outcomes that are not as good as other nations that spend less per capita on uh, health care. Uh, particularly, um, uh, CNN had a, a very interesting piece in 2012. Uh, I believe the name was Ring of Fire, if, uh, uh, but I'll, I'll check that name, um, which uh, frames exactly what we're doing uh, very well. It's mo about moving from uh, a system that focuses on uh, treatment of uh, disease, although most of that disease is preventable, uh, you know, 90 percent, 96 percent, 90 to 96% of, the, of our, the money we spend is on treatment of disease, uh, which is preventable, to moving to a system uh, which is about uh, health and wellness and prevention of disease, and then linking all of these programs effectively into a strategy. And that strategy is Operation Live Well. Thank you very much, sir. And uh, we'll go to Karen Jowers from Military Times. Hi, thanks for taking my question. Are you looking at all the programs that these bases offer currently, which address issues ranging from fitness centers to child care centers? I know that you said you're looking at federal programs, state programs, nonprofits, and private sectors. Can you talk about the framework for evaluating these programs? So, Karen, this is uh, Chuck Milam. I think what we're doing is we're benchmarking from um, some some of the local, state, uh, federal programs that are out there already. We're benchmarking from within. We're also uh, benchmarking uh, from corporate America. I mean, we don't claim to have all the answers here. Uh, we're trying to figure out what successes are out there and what has uh, indeed worked. When we go into these installations, uh, we, we will look at um, the fitness program. Eight of these installations have uh, on-installation schools. Uh, so we're going to go in there and we're going to work with uh, not only the, the on-installation school, but the local schools in that district. Uh, we will look at fitness programs. Uh, we'll look at the impact that those programs are having on service members and their families. We'll look at uh, the, the food and beverage operations, the dining facilities, the, the fast food uh, that they have on the installations, their vending programs, and really uh, determine if there are opportunities to make improvements, to provide healthier choices. Uh, for service members and their families. So let me just add to that. You know, um, uh, all installations and bases have some um, uh, wellness or health program. Um, many will not have uh, uh, most of the programs, and so our aim is to bring, again, all of the best practices to create uh, these healthy healthier, empowering environments um, uh, about concentrating effort uh, and, again, uh, with the effort of uh, sustained leadership and invested uh, uh, communities um, looking to uh, develop healthier outcomes. Uh, a lot of the um, benefit of this, of course, is over time, uh, but we will be putting metrics around each of the programs to uh, measure its effectiveness because uh, in fact, what we want to do um, going through this demonstration project is be able to uh, define its worth, uh, but more importantly, add to our understanding of what works. And we will uh, measure the, the programs that are already there. 
uh, at the installations and, of course, pilot and measure any new promising practices that we do introduce. Thank you very much. Did you get all that, Karen? Yes, thanks. Okay, you're welcome. Uh, next, we have David Carrier. David, did you want to ask a question? Um, actually, we don't have a question at this time. Roger that. Um, Mary Schaefer? Yes. Um, let me see. It, you said uh, you, at the very beginning, talked about the base installations that were chosen. And I'm sorry, I didn't quite catch it. But how did you determine which installations you were going to use as pilot sites? So we looked at, uh, first and foremost, uh, the leadership at the installation, you know, that we had the right leader in place. Uh, we looked at, uh, to ensure that the installation had the infrastructure in place, you know, the, the wellness programs, the fitness centers, uh, the dining facilities. This wasn't about going in there and building new infrastructure to demonstrate this project. So that was uh, one of the criteria as well. We looked for uh, installations that had uh, on-installation schools. So we could really take a look at uh, that as well. Of course, all of our installations have child and youth programs, but we thought it was important to look at uh, the on-installation schools as well. Uh, we looked at uh, joint bases. So we've got a uh, joint base here as well as uh, an overseas location, garden reserve uh, as well. Thank you. And Karen Golden. No question at this time. Thank you. You're welcome. Jared Serville? Yeah, I don't have anything either, William. Thanks. And Tom Philpott? Uh, no questions here. Thank you. Heather Sweeney? Um, hi. Um, I was just wondering how you plan on getting spouses involved, um, especially spouses who don't spend a lot of time on the actual installations and um, don't utilize the child care services or the dining facilities. Um, how do you plan on getting more spouses involved? So um, I'm sure uh, Mr. Milam will have uh, something to say about this, but uh, I, I want to, again, create the context uh, of uh, what we're um, doing here. Um, it is about communities, and so the issue is we've recognized that many of our um, servicemen and women and their families don't live on bases, so we will be uh, reaching out to uh, surrounding communities that they do live in to help uh, pilot uh, some of these initiatives. Um, there will be uh, opportunities, of course, uh, through um, uh, the um, products that we uh, deliver through the, the, uh, the web and other kinds of activities uh, to take part in, um, let's say, um, the healthy cooking uh, initiatives um, and um, uh, various recipes. Uh, in the future, we intend to um, leverage uh, technology and have um, apps that might, uh, in fact, uh, uh, allow people to develop their own uh, uh, personal coaches. So one of the things we look forward in, in the future is about uh, personalizing uh, improvement and choices, uh, healthy choice improvement uh, um, uh, to the individual. Uh, because we know one size doesn't fit all. So they'll be able to reach out and um, utilize many of the tools that will be available to uh, the community. Yeah, so the, it's a great question because our challenge is that uh, two-thirds of our uh, service members and families live off installation. Uh, so it's always a challenge to reach them. Reach them. But we will be uh, using, uh, of course, the web connection from Military One Source. We've got, uh, we're connected with the Operation Live Well 
website uh, that will be updated on a regular basis. Uh, we'll be uh, communicating this through uh, spouse networks that are there already, uh, through the family support centers, and uh, any means that we have, because we know it's extremely important to get our spouses involved uh, to include our children. We know that our children influence our parents, parents influence children, uh, so this is going to be a, a family network here and, and making sure that everyone is involved. Yeah, we fully uh, expect to be engaged with the family readiness groups at all the installations. Did you get that, Heather? I did. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Bianca, you are next. Hi. Um, so I have a two-part question, and, and the first part is probably... Real quick, Bianca, can you uh, say who you're with and just so they know? Uh, Bianca Strakowski with Military Spouse Magazine. Um, the two-part question, uh, the first part's probably going to be a tough answer, but it's going to be the obvious thing that I see our audience asking. Um, we are engaged in a tough current environment with sequestration where beloved programs like TA are being cut. So what would be your pitch to the 1.1 million spouses of how this program with the cost associated is a right fit at this time when things are being taken away from service members that they feel are valuable. And then the second part of the question, with the rise in suicides, is there a mental health aspect to this program? Uh, thank you very much. Those are great questions. Let me take the second one first. Yes, there will be a, a mental health aspect to this. Uh, as I mentioned before, uh, it's about uh, tools uh, to uh, develop resiliency, um, uh, uh, we'll have, of course, uh, ways uh, to uh, tap in and uh, for those who have uh, uh, issues to um, be directed to counselors, but it's also about um, sort of building uh, strong communities, uh, um, healthy families uh, with resilient, uh, and uh, resilience begins with uh, really uh, physical health uh, and, of course, then uh, mental health, and so that's uh, an important aspect of uh, the program. Uh, your first question, though, also is an excellent one. Um, and, you know, one of the um, things that can happen with uh, unenlightened leadership is that in times of uh, particularly fiscal constraints is uh, to cut things back uh, that really ultimately can uh, serve uh, our communities uh, better and reduce costs in the long run. So uh, what we've told you is that um, we're about uh, coordinating uh, better best practices and building permissive environments. Uh, we, in fact, uh, think that this will save money uh, if you uh, uh, are able to uh, build resilient communities and uh, prevent young people from involving themselves in risky behaviors, um, uh, in fact, uh, uh, lead people to healthier lifestyles, you will prevent disease, and this actually will decrease cost. Uh, the military health system is costly at this time. Uh, we spend uh, uh, over $50 billion a year um, for the military health system, um, and uh, we clearly have, in this time of, uh, of fiscal constraints, uh, got to be very, very focused on uh, new initiatives uh, that improve the outcomes uh, and reduce the costs uh, over the long term. 
Uh, let me just give you another little aspect of why this is important, and this is the time, actually the right time, to launch this initiative. Um, I mentioned that we spend $1.4 billion uh, to treat complications of these problems of tobacco and obesity, but it also costs us about $1.2 billion in recruits that cannot be retained in the service because they can't meet height, weight, uh, 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 you know, height, height, weight standards. So think about that. Um, uh, if we build a healthier population, we actually save money for, and you have resources for other initiatives. Uh, this is the right thing to do. This is the right time to do it. I don't have any further to add to that. Thank you, Dr. Wilson. Thank you very much, sir. And uh, has anybody, is there anybody on the line that did not get a chance to ask a question that would like to? Roger that. Uh, we go back around. To, uh, Patricia, did you have a follow-up question? Um, actually, I did. I was wondering how long the demonstration project is expected to last, and when can we expect to see reports or outcomes starting to trickle out uh, as a result? So our, uh, our objective is to launch the actual kickoff of the Healthy Base Initiative uh, right around mid-June time frame and uh, run the demonstration project for a period of about a year. And uh, I say about a year because if we find out that we're in the middle of uh, collecting some information and we have to go a little bit longer on this, uh, we will. But I think on average we're looking at about a year. And we will continue to provide updates uh, as we go through this initiative. Thank you, sir. Karen, did you have a follow-up? I did. Um, I was just wondering how the commissaries would be involved in this, given the fact that about two years ago they were directed to not continue their healthy eating program for budget reasons. Just wondered how they will be involved. Yeah, Karen, they've been part of the uh, planning uh, from this from the very beginning, as has the, the exchanges as well. Um, it's true that they did... Um, uh, make some reductions, I believe, in their dietitian uh, up at the headquarters level, but they will they will be involved with uh, promoting healthy lifestyles at these installations. Now, will you be focusing on the foods that are good for folks, or will you also be focusing on foods that are not so good? I mean, aside from tobacco and um, other problem things, will you be focusing on foods? Maybe um, not that sugary sodas is a good example, but will you be doing that as well? So the one thing we will not be doing is going into these installations and uh, you know pulling out all the, the food that's bad for you. Uh, we know that uh, over the past years that, that hasn't gone well. What we're going to try to do is go in there and provide healthier choices. So, for example, in the dining facility, if we determined uh, that a dining facility at one of these installations has a majority of their menu of foods that are not good for you, uh, then we'll make recommendations to balance that menu a little bit. Uh, and really what we're focused on, uh, that we're working with uh, Dr. Brian Wansick from Cornell University, and um, he, he's coined a phrase of stealth health, and that is, uh, you know, really adding healthier choices, healthier options to menus, to vending uh, that, you know, don't have a big heart labeled on the front of it, but people uh, make the choices because it's actually food that tastes good as well. Uh, in the past, when we focused on healthy heart items, uh, those foods haven't uh, tasted really well. So 
So stealth health, that's going to be the phrase that uh, we're going to be using when we go into the, these installations. Uh, I would just uh, add one uh, additional comment uh, that uh, part of this is working with uh, uh, the uh, vendors um, to ensure that they understand our objectives. Uh, in fact, we've gotten a very good response so far um, uh, from our vendors uh, who want to participate in and be part of the solution. Um, it turns out that being part of the solution is also good business. Uh, and so um, we're going to be working with them to, again, uh, broaden the menu so that there are these healthy choices uh, that uh, are available for our folks uh, to choose. And this includes, as uh, Chuck mentioned, the uh, vending machines um, uh, uh, to increase the percentage of uh, healthy foods, uh, uh, fruits, or other snacks that have a uh, good nutritional value uh, but is not high in sugar, high in sodium. Uh, so these are available for our uh, people to choose as well. Um, it, it, it is about uh, a mind change. Uh, it's about a, um, creating a whole new context. Um, uh, it's about uh, unifying efforts um, and coordinating efforts uh, to allow, again, uh, the healthiest environments for our uh, service members and their families, uh, our DOD civilians, to work and live in. It's about influencing that white space. Thank you, sir. And uh, moving on, Marie, or Mary, did you have a follow-up? Mary Schaefer? No, I did not. Thanks. Okay. Karen Golden? Uh, no, I did not. Jared? I'm good. Thank you. Okay. Heather Sweeney? No, I'm good, thanks. And Bianca? No, sir, thank you. Roger that. It looks like uh, everybody's had their chance to ask their questions. I'd like to thank everybody for your participation today. Uh, to wrap up today's call, Mr. Milam and uh, Dr. Woodson, if you have any closing comments, the floor is yours. Well, I'd just like to extend our thanks to, to everyone for uh, being part of this call. Uh, we want to get the word out. Uh, we want to signal a new day um, in uh, DOD uh, thinking relative to health. Uh, it's not just about health care, but it is about uh, improving the health of our population, which will have uh, positive dividends on into the future. So thank you very much for being here this morning. Yeah, I just want to echo uh, Dr. Woodson's comments, and uh, we're excited about this. We're excited about getting out to the installations and working with uh, the installation commanders and, uh, and really making a change. And we're going to need your help, uh, of course, to get the word out, not only uh, today, but also in the future. We need to make sure that we keep this communication going. Thank you very much, sir. And again, thank you to everybody on the line. Uh, this audio file will be up on DOD Live. Check back there later this afternoon when it will be up. Uh, thank you to everybody on the line. This concludes today's call. Feel free to disconnect at this time.